to a special European edition of Nota Bene. Except it's not really Europe anymore. We're just in London. Just in London. They right, succeeded yeah. from the Union, right? Right, yeah. They won their War of Independence. It's, it's uh, something like that. Okay. I was never really a history guy so much. At least not European history. We are not in Europe. We're in motherfucking London. Coming to you live from the heart of Mayfair. What's happening, Nate Freeman? It has been a long week of freezing. A long week. A jam-packed week. I, I don't think that there was ever a dull moment, really. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite impressed by the effort that the Brits put up for us. My head hurts, my feet stink, and I don't love Jesus. Um, I think before we get started, we have to talk about the fact that, um, yeah, there's a war going on, and it's really sad, and it's a huge bummer, mm-hmm. and the anti-Semitism um, that is being experienced everywhere, but all across Europe, our past guest uh, and friend Jeremy Hodgkin in Paris, like, got kind of, like, scuffled up because he was wearing his kippah today, he told me. Um, just all sorts of craziness. Terrifying. It's very sad. This is a frivolous podcast. We're not going to go any further than that, but it does bear mentioning. And Absolutely. also, before we get into it, I got a little bit of shit from one person in particular, feeling as though I was um, singling out Chinese and Asian museums for being fake and selling things. And even though this person came at me super rude and incorrect and it's super unimportant, trivial person, there was a kernel of truth in that. And I want to be clear, anytime I mention that, I also hate fake American and European sure. quote unquote foundations Definitely. and it's being held for them. If you don't have a board, I don't want to fucking hear about it. And <laughs> I am uh, ecumenical in my distaste for that phrase and will be going forward, especially after the most recent sale. So mea culpa, maxima culpa. Let's get back to the fun. How you feeling, dude? Feeling, uh, you know, a little depleted of energy, but still quite great. Uh, it's been a hell of a week. I mean, you know, I. What did you think? What you want to run through everything? Yeah, I mean, so we spoke last. I don't know when that was. After weekend or some sort. Before you got here, I was just into the meat of it. Really, um, had I done anything yet? I don't remember what we talked about. Not too much. I, I We spoke on Monday before, you know, things really, really got crazy. Okay, yeah, so I hadn't done anything. Yeah, so mm-hmm. um, Monday night, um, I went to an opening of Christina Bonbon. Christina Bonbon. At the Paris Garstead Gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really big pictures. They're very exuberant. They could have sold each of them about 20 times over. Wow. Um, the real hit at Scarstead is always peeking up downstairs and in the back room to see the real masters. I don't think I can list the names of any of the real masters, but if you're familiar with with Pear and what he and especially his senior London staff are all about, you can imagine what was tucked away, some real masterpieces. Mm-hmm. I then went, they had a pretty fun um, dinner. I just went to the cocktails portion of it at uh, a club I'm now forgetting. I've been there a bunch of times. It has a Isabel, maybe something like that. Has yep, kind of a Spanish Isabel, name. That's the one. Is that right? But I'm mm. not sure if that's what it was. Anyway, all looks same. It was mm-hmm. super fun. Uh, but I had to zip over. Uh, I'd seen some other openings early in the day, uh, including the amazing new space of Pilar Corias mm-hmm. with a Christ- Christina Quarles exhibition. There was a dinner for that, right? And there was a dinner, like a big. It was like it was like going to a museum gala. It was wow. probably 120 people, um, packed, super formal. I will say we didn't sit down to actually eat dinner until 9:30. And you know how yeah. I roll. I was a little cranky. We didn't get out of there until 11, 11:15. We, we are in in London though. Like they they eat a little bit later. You have to just expect that to some extent, right? Yeah, I knew it was going to be a night. I did. I thought I'd leave at 10, not 11. It was fine. Gave a uh, friend of the pod, Christine Massinio, and global director of Freeze Americas a ride home. 
Uh, so that was nice. Got to, that, that was like the highlight for me was just bonding with her. But there was all, everyone, a lot of people were at that dinner. A lot of local London people I didn't know sat next to a very nice couple that are American, um, or at least they started their careers in America, have been in London for 15, 20 years. They also have a house in East Hampton. <laughs> <laughs> their board right. is a friend of mine's house in East Hampton. Um, Amazing. You know, big world, really small world. Uh, that was a good time. Then you got in Tuesday morning. I was flying with baby. Did baby sleep? Baby slept. Um, you know, we did the the red eye, you know, not ideal perhaps, but got me in, you know, right in the AM uh to just start hit the ground running and went through every show in Mayfair basically I mean, in a matter the, of hours. I don't want to single out anyone in particular. Not like super blown away by any of the Mayfair gallery shows except uh in the heart of Mayfair at least, except for Richard Prince's show that mm-hmm. of his stuff, um, the, these early Prince photographs that is kind of from his personal collection that he's held back. Incredible, incredible show. Yeah. That was the only thing that really like of the big galleries that turned me on. Did you have any thoughts about the Avery Singer show? At the House of Earth Galleries. Um uh, I don't want listen, I've been I've been accused of being uh, overly anti Hauser. Um, it's not my favorite show, and I feel a little bit um, poorly for everyone involved. See, I actually, I actually kind of liked it. It's, it's a, it's a big swing. That's why they pay you to write, and they pay me to pick the art. Well, yeah, sure, but you know what? Like, that's the show that I'm gonna like at least keep on thinking about. I don't know, uh, you know, if I, I haven't thought it about like it, it at all. Just like to make, <laughs> to ha- make conversation about it. Okay, fair, and not really productive conversation. I don't. Know, I, Avery's a really nice person. I don't want to, you know. Uh, I I think she had lots of ambitions, and as you just said, took a big swing. I'm not sure if she fully connected with the ball. On fair this enough. One. I also did like a little slightly further afield and just next door to my Soho Barrys. Um, the Alvaro Barrington show at mm-hmm. Sadie Cole's um, love that is incredible. It's, yeah, uh, it's a, actually I've. I've seen his work a little bit. I've only ever seen one full show. It was kind of a strange show at Karma a couple years ago. I was always interested, but now I'm convinced that I'm seriously interested in the practice. Yeah, uh, I actually, maybe I discussed this when it happened, but I attended a talk between Alvaro and Dean Kissick uh, in New York um, maybe a month and a half ago, two months mm-hmm. ago. And that's when, like, just to hear him talk about his practice, not just about his practice, but about, like, the sort of his interactions with the market or lack thereof, and just how he approaches this, and why he has like almost ten galleries representing him. You know, shit. Sorry, we're watching the auction right now as well. It's happening. Uh, uh, he's he has a reason for why he's doing it. He's very community oriented in this entire exhibition. I wish that had gone for higher. Anyway, this entire exhibition um, is interrelated with his personal history mm-hmm. of someone who emigrated, uh, I think at eight years old from the Caribbean and his history there, but also his deep seated community involvement with the Notting Hill carnival, um, which takes place yearly here in London. It was a great show, really? fantastic painter, interesting mm-hmm. thinker, totally, totally dug it. Those are kind of my two top for profit galleries that I made it to. I would admit to have been somewhat circumscribed by the needs of clients in being able to get, uh, to as many shows as I would have liked. Right. We'd really focus our attention on certain things. Um, but there were some some amazing museum shows. That, great, that... great museum shows. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take it through. I, I went to the Tate Modern first, 
Uh, so the Turbine Hall, Ellen Sui, I thought pretty amazing. Ellen Sui was great. Pretty, pretty incredible. You know, a certain Belgian guy who wears an ASCO is like, just because it's bigger doesn't make it better. Well, you know, that's why the European economy is failing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's why there's no innovation, because bigger is better. Uh, they were fantastic. A really great use of that space. I thought so, too. Like, top, top three to five of my uh, totally. experiences really there Totally. Really incredible use of the space. It, I had, it's, it's stunning. I like, thought it was great. Um, I had not seen, I went just like right before we got here, basically. I had not seen the Philip Gustin show in either Boston nor Washington, D.C., so I took some time to go look through that here. I'm not sure how it changed. I hear it might have been a little small here. I thought, great exhibition, still a master, took you mm-hmm. through the evolution of the work in a fairly basic level, but like really great. I forget how much I love both the 1950s fully resolved abstract works and the 70s uh, and on works uh like great, I mean, just fucking great. He's I like, know. he was someone that just tweaked out so much. Like those, he fought with those paintings. Those paintings like lived in his head and in his body as he's making them. Like over a course of days, and like he would dream about them, and like you really feel that someone. Like, I'm not sure if I see that with as much contemporary art though. Like you can see the real struggle of the artist with the medium and with the world around him, and you know, especially in in the present moment, um, where I'm not sure if art can really speak to the horrors of the world. He was someone that was grappling, uh, and at times I would say successful, at least in an interesting way, with what's going on in the wider world. Even though the art itself is is somehow mm-hmm. quite removed from that. Um, I would say that show. as a, a retort to that, not really a retort, but but another show I saw this week that did show an artist grappling with the world and what it means to be an artist. The Nicole Eisenman show, the Whitechapel Gallery, is unbelievable. Um, I didn't make it, and I hear the pairing of those two shows, the Gustin and the Nicole Eisenman, is like a great pairing, and yeah. you should back-to-back them if you can. I mean, it's... I just saw it today, really blown away. There's some of her early drawings and works on paper from the 90s that I'd never seen before, didn't even know exist. They're really out there, like gnarly stuff, like when she was, you know, living in the East Village uh, in, in as a young artist in the 90s, um, plus some really iconic paintings from all of your favorite <laughs> art collectors, many of whom we've mentioned on this podcast a number of times. Yeah, no, amazing. And she's, you know, been well collected by yeah. the New York uh, homies for exactly. a long time. And, and no one, it's it, there's very few private collections. All the names are named, which is which is entertaining. Uh, you know, you know me. You know, I love that. Yeah. yeah, very, very, very few named collections in the Gustin show. I mean, other than right. the significant museums. And mm-hmm. it looks like I didn't realize this. This is public knowledge, but the um, uh, Philip's daughter uh, has left. Looks like the. At least all the good paintings in her holdings that are in the show to the Metropolitan Museum of Art in yes, New York. Yes, that was announced some time ago that Musa Meyer, I think, yeah, is, I think yeah, that's yeah, right. um, had donated a, a big, big chunk of work. I love that we have to come to London to see these big, bold American shows. I saw it in Boston, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> but just because I happen to be up there. I mean, closer to, uh, to uh, uh, a true hometown hero, I went uh, earlier in the week to the Tate Britain to see the amazing show of Sarah Lucas that they have mm-hmm. on there. It's not a retrospective. She was very clear about the survey. Um, it had its positives. I love Sarah. I think she's the best of the YBA artists. I will take her over Tracy personally uh, to my aesthetic and taste. Um, it was a lot more recent work than I would have loved. And there was one room where it's all these great sculptures, um, like the chair ladies, but like there's so many of them and the way they're installed, like kind of in a massive long grouping, it made it hard to individualize them, experience them. But a couple seminal key early works. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a great show. I'm, I'm picking, uh, I'm, I'm looking for issues with it, but it was a really, really nice I show. I thought it was a good show. I think it, it was a nice compliment to the new museum show, which was a retrospective, I believe. Yeah. Right. Yep. So it's just kind of like that was a really thorough retrospective. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Um. So I think this complemented that by having more newer works. Um. 
Those are all the pure museum shows I went to. I did go swing by a nonprofit space, The Perimeter. Oh, yeah? Which is a, it's this collector whose, I don't know, name I wrote down, um, the most beautiful space in like this muse uh, wow. to see the Anna Utenberg exhibition. I missed that. It's fucking wild. It's really? so good. Oh, you got to see it. It's so, so good. Uh. A little weird. They made you put booties on, even though the floors are basically all concrete. But other than that, like an incredible exhibition. And then they retrofitted this space. It's this one dude. Uh, and it's not his collection. He like collaborates and, you know, it's, you know, lent work. Um, but really, really, really killer. Also, the last thing I did before this was I went to a gallery called Raven Row to see the Lutz Blocker show. Oh, which you made was it. really awesome. It's it's you know it's a little out on on the East End. As I walked up, friend of the pod, art form editor David Velasco said that it was one of the most incredible shows he'd seen in a long time, in years. I and mean, so, it's real dork art, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but it, no, it's amazing and like. You know, I'm I'm always been a fan, and I knew some of these works, but the space is really cool. It's this kind of like maze, like labyrinth space that you keep on going into the same rooms that you've been in before. You get kind of lost. It's a real uh, sort of experience to be in there. So, yeah, big fan of that show. Um, and that brings us to Tuesday evening, maybe. I think so. Yeah. So by Tuesday evening, I'd already run through all the galleries. What did you do that night? I'm having trouble remembering at this very moment. I know it ended with me relatively early having a club sandwich in this very room that we're recording the podcast in. That sounds great. I I I went somewhere. F- oh, I, oh, I, I went to a special preview that I'm not allowed to talk about on the podcast. Got it. Um, but then I went to the David's Warner Gallery for their dinner, which is in this amazing club townhouse. Is that was at Isabel's? Mm. Maybe I don't know. All I think same. it was not at Isabel's. Okay, wherever it was, beautiful. wasn't really any food though. It was like standing bowls of pasta. I didn't know how to make that work. Everyone was there. I did like a cycle through of air kissing, laughing, giggling, ha haing, mm. and then Irished out the door to a waiting S class Uber and got home for my club Sammy. Um, Nathan Clements Gillespie, uh, the director of Freeze Masters, hosted a dinner Tuesday at Maison Estelle, which is kind of like the new, like, hip members club. Like, Ooh, not, cool. not one of the older, futzier ones, but yeah, like, yeah. It just opened like a year and change ago. Um, very, very, very beautiful. It was honoring Roman, uh, Roman Williams, which is the design firm that, that yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I can um, imagine what it looks like already then. Yeah, it's 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 a lot in in a really good way. Okay, uh, that was super fun. Uh, afterward, I made it over to this runner thing for like a second. Okay. It was like winding down, and then to bed, and then Wednesday, art fairs. The reason for the season, the freeze art fair, the twentieth year, uh, not the twentieth iteration because of pandemics and whatnot, but the twentieth year of the freeze art fair. Uh, the tents in Regent's Park. It was rainy. It was gray, and that mm-hmm. was okay. Uh, people were lined up. Uh, at least I was at the I was at the Young Freeze. I'm not sure the, the Freeze itself uh, for the beginning. Um, it was chucker block full of people. Uh, get twenty, get in. I thought the space inside, and it was. Uh, I mean, also it was an okay fair. Yeah, it was an okay. It fair. It was okay. Um, I don't think that that I was expecting it to blow me away necessarily. Uh, nothing against Freeze, but I think. The galleries are in a position where they're holding a lot of their best stuff for next week, I think, at this point. And there's just not that much stuff, man. We're in a post-fair right. situation where it's the dribs and drabs for the fairs. Yeah. On the whole and on the average. I know some some galleries going above and beyond for specific fairs because I think they have a clientele there or, or a great project. But it was like, it was meh. It was okay. Yeah. I mean, there was some dreadful uh, Damien Hurst paintings. Like, so, maybe so, so bad they're good, but I can't convince myself. I mean, like, this. I would I would love to get on board with that train where it's like, oh, they're so bad they're good. Like, 
but honestly, they're just really bad. Really, they're just, just really bad. bad. Like, there's nothing redeemable about them. I mean, clearly the best booth for me, uh, and the only person that I thought really put any true effort into it was Sadie Coles. I think they did, you know. Yeah. Love them. Love them. They did a great booth, counterposing works of art by artists that they showed in 2003, mm-hmm. then with current iterations of works by many of the same artists, plus a few additions. Um, but it was great. It was a, The booth is like split down the middle, like yeah. Hatfield and McCoy style. Like one side was like beige, the other was white. Um, incredible, you know, early Sarah Lucas, early Urs Fisher. Um, mm. So many more than I'm for, than, than Angus Fairhurst, like, yeah. you know, uh, OG legend, RIP. Um, plus, and then some Alex DeCorta and what else was in there? Yeah, I mean, it was on the newer side, right, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, I just thought it was good. Oh, and the, and the front of the booth was a... Richard Prince. Two Richard Prince right. works. One, like an iconic red Richard Prince nurse. nurse like yeah. the kind of nurse <laughs> you'll want to have if you got to have one. Uh-huh. Listed as NFS. I'm not sure if that's necessarily true. Bring an <laughs> offer. Um, up right. as a four, probably. Uh, and then a new uh, work, a, a Rodney Dangerfield uh, joke painting. So I was, I was, I had multiple clients at Freeze all changing the times that they wanted to attend. And the number of tickets that they wanted. Um, but it was great. So I spent the whole first day with my head down, basically just at Freeze Freeze. I yep. had a lot of early knowledge of what was at Freeze Masters, and it was not much there for me as much as I love it. So I spent the entire day at Freeze Freeze. I'm mm-hmm. um, looking around. I saw every single booth. Wow. Um, didn't have lunch. Um, wow. Chatted with all the people. I mean, there were other great booths. I know I just highlighted like one really bad one, good one. And I, when I say the fair wasn't good, I don't mean that... People didn't try. There were some really nice presentations. I don't think David, it was bad. David Lewis didn't say it wasn't bad, but also it's just like a really weird market moment, man. Like it's like you know, right? Is you know, Israel's under attack. Um, you know, the economy is what it is. The Republicans can't seem to elect a leader. Um, no one is really sure what's happening with interest rates. Mm-hmm. The price of oil skyrocketing. There didn't feel like a real buzz to acquire. I'm not sure if, if you know. I'm sure there were booths that sold out, but I'm not sure there was anyone that people were rushing to. The market uh, on the primary level and as well. I'm watching over my shoulder here at the auction level is subdued at best. Yeah. I mean, but that being said, you know, Jonathan Jones and the Guardian like ran some crazy one star review of Freeze saying it was like the worst art. Oh, I read it, man. Did you read it? I read it. Yeah, I read it. Why the fuck are you reviewing an art fair like some, like it's a museum <laughs> exhibition, you dolt? I mean, it was fucking stupid, right? It just, like, it's just cranky old man shit. I like, know. I, you know. And so that's why I want to say, like, you know what? There was some good stuff there. I really liked uh, Tim Taylor's uh, Eddie Martinez. Oh, yeah. That, like, sorry. I should highlight. That was a great mm-hmm. uh, presentation of Eddie's work. No, no. And I think uh, for a general viewer that just wants to come in and take a test of, like, what's going on in contemporary art, I think it was actually pretty fantastic yeah on the commercial side i just don't think the business was really that okay great. good it's that's good what i mean that. by yeah. it was just an okay fair it looked right. like every other art fair otherwise it wasn't bad mm. um neither was it it's super special but i don't think any fairs are super special they are trade fairs they're meant for the trading of art the buying and selling mm. of art full stop um and so that's what i'm judging it by i can't begin to imagine to judge something like an art fair um other than from user experience as anything uh, like on an aesthetic level overall and an overall way an overarching way mm-hmm. um yeah that that article was infuriating it's kind of like every british art critic means to be the rise for the popular press right like they just want to like start a hubbub yeah yeah I, I like mean, they were the original like trolls like just looking for clickbait totally yeah way before the internet they were still doing this shit yeah so yeah, like yeah. i mean british journalism writ large like one exactly argue, right? yeah like okay. that's just like fleet street like fleet, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like 101 you know um, and, and, you know, I, I can't hate on that. <laughs> no, definitely <laughs> but, not. I mean, oh, you know. 
Uh, but at the same time, like you don't need to just like shit talk Freeze London um, just for the sake of it. Uh, I did make it to Masters. Did you make it to Masters I, at all? I, I went yesterday with a client. Mm-hmm. Um, some great stuff there. Fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, the the Gagosian Franz Weth booth was unbelievable. Curated by one Oscar Murillo. That was fantastic. Um, you know, listen, Namad always looks good. Mm-hmm. I love some of the older things very, very, very much. You know, the dinosaur bones. Oh, Hell yeah. What's yeah. the name of the dinosaur? Someone told me they gave the name to the little dinosaur. That dinosaur name fucks, too. man. That dinosaur was a, that was a totally, really, really sick fucked. dinosaur. I spent a lot of time. I went back today uh, to give a talk with... Uh, Allison Jakes and Greg Hilty from Listen Gallery. I bought something from Allison Jakes this week. That's nice. Uh, we had a nice little talk uh, at Freeze Masters, and afterward, I walked around with my mother, actually, who just got into town, and we looked at the maps, which were amazing. Did you see that maps booth? The maps booth was incredible. Incredible. I'm always down for the... Um, I wish I knew the name of the, the, the gallery. Sorry about I'm that. I'm always down for that great book dealer. I love looking at those mm-hmm. manuscripts. We think of the fact that because books are predominantly closed, so you're looking at literally thousand-year-old books from the 1300s, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, almost thousand year old stuff um that's as close you get to the colors that they saw yeah when they were painting it because it's been closed since then for you know for on the whole and on the average that color hasn't faded unlike the paintings you see of the same era right it's so crazy to me and the fact that like a single monk would basically spend his entire life copying one of those books because that was the only way to move information between time and space was on a one-to-one ratio yep Crazy. That was amazing. I That's know. amazing. So incredible. So Masters, Masters is still amazing. Um, and yeah, I mean. There's one other thing. I'm actually, I, I, I was uh, hoping you were filibustering there for a little bit that I really, really liked. And uh, if I could find it, I would, but I can't. Um, this great gallery um, that also has a uh, space just across from Chiltern Firehouse that had this amazing uh, artist from the 1950s and 60s, female artist from um, that great art center in uh, uh, in uh, San Francisco, uh, that works with um, otherwise abled. What? No, mm-hmm. they made these incredible works of wrapped fiber and household goods that were absolutely incredible. I feel really badly. I'm looking at my DMs with this guy right now, uh, and I can't figure out what uh, what the name of the space is. It's clearly like an, an amazing space here in London. Loved that. Speaking of the Chiltern, did you make it to the Chiltern this week? You know what? This is my first freeze in since the Chiltern has opened. I haven't been there once. Wow. I only went once myself. I went to cocktails hosted by Listen Gallery. Listen had a great booth of, of the artist. Van Hanos. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you for reminding me of all these good things. Van's booth looked great. It was great to see him. He's moved from he's moving on from Marvel mm-hmm. to Europe. It was um, super fun to hang with Van. Um friend of the pod shot, Van. And and it turns out that that guy I met in the museum <laughs> on my first night, I guess I'd already talked about Sarah Lewis. The guy I met at the Tate was Van's uh, assistant. Was Van's assistant. <laughs> yeah. And and then we invited him to our little cocktail party. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to the cocktail party. I know. We'll get to that. Cocktail party. Drink um, your Cronenberg. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the children, you know, I think it's just, it's still the children. It'll always be the children. But there are other places to go. Yeah, it's weird. I could have gone there. I didn't do any late night stuff, really. I just didn't. It wasn't that interesting. I could have gone last night. My friends are staying there. I'm, I'm listed as a plus one at the door. I can go in anytime I want. That's so mm-hmm. weird. And I chose not to make use of that. Because I don't like going for a hosted event. I like to just go like just oh, to hit the, you know just to hit the bar. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be on like the the, the holy polite list. I just want to be on the list. Yeah, I think the, the move is to go Monday or Tuesday because yeah. after that it's just like you know just the fucking yeah. You know, it's like I guess White Cube didn't do a masses. thing there though. No, no White Cube party this year. 
Um, I think they, they... They're still hungover from their New York party, probably. Exactly. <laughs> um, so that was the first day of the fair. Yeah, and then yesterday I was back at the... I, you know, it's, Freeze, I will say this about it, much like Basel, Basel, and to a degree Basel, Miami, it's not a one-day fair. It's a two-day fair. you got to go back to really mm. see everything and to have the conversations you need to have. Um, I'd say, like, unlike most other fairs. Um, absolutely. Um, I also, I made it to the Groucho Club, finally. We've talked about the Groucho Club so much on this yeah, podcast. It's not really the Groucho Club anymore. I want to be clear. Yeah, I mean, it's... I had some epic times at the real Groucho Club. Yeah, I mean, I unfortunately missed those epic times, but I, I got a sense of the old club when yeah, I was there. It's in the building, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's yeah, it's in the building. It's, it's the, the bones of it are still there. I think I was showing some video of you shooting a little, shooting a little pool there. I, I, I was playing snooker. Oh, was snooker, was really? snooker. Had you ever played snooker before? I actually have played snooker before uh, at some weird pool hall in New York. It's really hard. How'd you do? I, I did pretty well. That's pretty cool. I have I to know. say, that was, I was like, oh, that looks cool. Yeah. You actually, there was one that you invited me there that night, and I was like, mm-hmm. There was like road closures. It was raining. I would gone to a fantastic dinner thrown by the Carlos Ishikawa Gallery. Um, and it was Amazing. like super familiar. Like it was the first. I'd had a sit down dinner earlier in the pub. But this is the first time it was like, like there was food on the table and you sat down. We ate a lot. It was really tasty. It was some sort of um, Middle Eastern like shawarma and kebab. I mean, not. I mean, it was a nice, beautiful sit down restaurant. But, you know, mm-hmm. falafels and awesome. like all the dips and the and the pitas and the hummus and the, the whatnot and tahini. And it was like delicious. And I was so happy. And I attacked the dessert plate. It was oh, like, wow. Let's go. It was like, t- you know, it was like tahini babka and like some sort of cheesecake thing. Oh, that like, sounds great. It, yeah. And I was like, so I'm in the taxi. It's raining. The roads are closed. It's like taking twice as long as it was supposed to i feel kind of bloated i was like i pulled the cord came back to the hotel yeah no i get that um and then that brings yeah to yesterday back at the fair walking around you know i we we have to mention especially because i have one of them on right now there have been a series of auctions going on in london this week yeah not so great results nate no i think at sotheby's yesterday a number of lots were pulled before the sale and there was a work by gerhard richter that failed to sell a major work that failed to sell by Gerhard Richter. They pulled a Coons out that was guaranteed by the house. And I'm not sure exactly how that worked. I've been trying to get to the <laughs> bottom of that. Um, I guess it's just their inventory. Now I didn't know you could do that. I I, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's scary. Like, did they give the art and the money back to the client? I don't know. They're just like, get us out of this thing. Um, that was a really scary sale to see the results of, going to be honest. The young stuff is still pumping, 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 um, but everything else is having a real, real tough go of it. I'm watching the Christie's over my screen. There's been, again, some big results for young names, but established names are having a tough go of it. It's concerning ahead of what's going to be coming in New York uh, in, like, shit, a month, bro. Yeah, um, less than a month from now. Wild. Crazy. Um, yeah, um, the day sales, total bloodbath. I mean, I looked at Phillips' results yesterday. Like, you know, I think they only sold probably 65% of the lots. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like, is this what, like, 2008 felt like? You know? Like, not quite, right? Not quite. Um, That was more of like a, when you're driving, you slam the brakes, come to a dead stop. This is more like you just, like, you know, you see the red lights ahead, and it's a quick, it's a sudden stop, but not like a, not a jarring wheels squealing kind of thing. This is more of a slowdown. It picked up right back up after 08, like relatively quickly um, after that quick stop. We'll see what happens here. I will say, um, and we talked about this at a dinner I was at last night, like a friend's dinner. Great time to be buying an auction. There are great deals yeah. of great artworks in all these day sales and even in the evening sales. There are some great things you can pick up at great prices if you have the cojones to lay out some capital right now. 
That is absolutely true. I mean, this has happened over the years. You see incredible deals happen, and you know, years later when they're being sold again, you're like, "How did this person get this for this price?" I mean, it's I think it's really tough. You know, the, a little bit for the um, confidence in the market on the primary level, but I think especially at Freeze Masters, it's a tough go for those dealers dealing secondary things um, mm -hmm. when the auction results are so soft. So the comps are really all over the place right now um, because you can just go, you can go to these auctions and really, if you're if you're a connoisseur and know what you're doing, I still say that no civilian should ever bid at an auction house uh, on their own really because the auction house is working for one person. It's neither the consigner nor the buyer. Uh, it's mm -hmm. the house itself. Yep. Um, but uh, I think there's some great things to be had, um, which is exciting, but tough for the market overall. You have to be really working, uh, you know, with, with good information. Mm-hmm. Uh. As our boy, <laughs> love having the auction on while we're doing this. It's yeah, maybe a little sad, but you know, it is what it I'd is. I'd rather be here potting with you than down in St. James's. Yeah, I haven't gone to a single auction. I've been on the phones, even though I'm here in town. Um, Same it's here. a schlep, man. I mean, I've been to all the previews. Um, oh yeah, me too. Uh, and then today, yeah, I went to go. Went to. Oh, <laughs> I had an interesting morning. Oh yeah. Uh, a friend of mine is um, creating a new. Uh, uh, ocean-bound vessel. Ah. And so I went to go see what's going on with the interiors of that and maybe where some art should go. So that was an experience unlike any I've ever had. A very pleasant experience. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be an even That's better That's as much experience. as I'm going to say. As much as I'm going to say. You know? yeah. I, already, I already said too much. but When the vessel is on the water. So I guess we should we should talk. Uh, I don't want anyone's feelings to get hurt. We tried to remember all the people we should invite to something like this. I'm sure we forgot a couple of people. I know some of the people we did invite didn't show up, but we had an incredible, incredible cocktail party hosted by the London Edition Hotel last night. Um, we're all our nearest and dearest. There were some great artists there, fantastic collectors, some of our favorite uh, gallerists and a couple art dealers, and just some socialites, too. Yeah, it was actually quite a remarkable uh you know, sort of cross-section of, of the art world. I was, was really I blown away. I can't believe all these people showed up, like in the middle of an art fair. I week. know. Like it, it, from six to eight, I, was, I wasn't concerned because like whatever, I was going to sit there, I don't care. But I was a little concerned. Like I was a little <laughs> worried that it was just going to be me and you and like a couple like randos. Uh -huh. um, but like everyone came. Everyone came. It was... And like it was hard to drag them out of there. Like I, le I left past when the party was supposed to be over because <laughs> I had a dinner to get to and the room was still half full. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when I left, I think I left right after you, maybe 10 minutes after you was packed still. And I was like, y'all can stay here. They didn't close the bar, did they? No, they didn't. God bless them. Yeah. God bless the addition, the great <laughs> team over there. Um, uh, yeah, it was super, super fun. Uh, I think everyone had a blast. Like, I don't want to go through all the names of people there, but it was great to see Robbie Sheffield. I saw him a couple times this week. I had just seen amazing to see Rob Sheffield. I mean, past always. guest to the pod um, and just an incredible human being looking great. I mean, his tailor. Oi, Kavay. God, yeah, I don't want to know. How we got that? Oh, amazing. Yeah, don't worry about it. But he looked great. Your suits have looked great this week as well. You're wearing a great you. J, J. Crew number yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, I'm in a position where uh, I had to get some new shirts made. I kind of had my jackets redone. You know, I'm heading to Dallas next week. That's right uh, for a black tie event, and they did the best they could in taking my tuxedo in. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I'm sure it's gonna look great. Um, and like that, those are all the highlights of me. I know I missed a ton. I feel like we've been here for a while. Uh, I did have a great friend's dinner at Scott's last I'm night. What, to miss what it. an epic restaurant that is. You were, however, at St. John's. I, I, I went to St. John. Uh, I was invited, you know, sort of last minute to a Sadie Cole's Burberry dinner to honor Sarah, Sarah Lucas. And it was it was quite an epic night. There were some some movie stars in attendance, some 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 fashionistas, some models, of course, a lot of art dealers and 
uh, and artists and collectors. And yeah, it was a great way to sort of wind down the week. And, and they brought out all the greatest hits, St. John. There was the bone marrow. There was the, 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 the fish pie, which was just insane. There was the roast beef. Yep. Um, yep. All the bangers. Uh, just incredible. Not a single miss. Not a single miss. And just even just the bread and butter is like the greatest bread and butter you'll ever have in your life. What was the crowd like? like mostly fashion, art, socialite? What was it? I mean, it was, a, it was a good cross section. Like, I mean, I think that there was there's some, you know, movie stars. Joel Egerton was there and Barry Keohan, who's a young never heard of up any of these star. fucking people. Yeah. The singer Rita Ora was there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, actor Samantha Morton was there. An amazing actor. She's actually uh, good friends with uh, Sarah, I guess. That's oh. what, what I heard. Well, that's cool. Um, and, and Sadie, a uh, person came up to me and said, Nate, I put you at a really good table. And she did uh, because she put me next to Bruno Burnett of uh, Contemporary Fine Art in Berlin, a legendary Letner. Another artist. gallery I did business with this week. That's great. First great time ever. I think, I, I think we broke the cherry. That's great to hear. Uh, and so I, I had a bus. I went home as early as I possibly could, which was, of course, like, you know, almost 11. Um, uh, but that's just how, how, how we roll here. That's early for you. Can we just give a quick shout out to uh, Art World Zaddy and our friend Alex Marshall, who just bid, and I believe, won on this great golden Andy Warhol butt. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of smiles. So I think the auctioneer is giving a little bit of sass for it. Yeah, I did. I did run into Marshall in the snooker room. At the Groucho Club, which is a good place. For As that, one so. would want to do. Yeah. You do any shopping while you're here in London? No, no time for shopping, unfortunately. I, I wish I could have checked in with, with my guys on Savile Row, but, you know, all well, the no, money goes to the baby. It's getting a little chillier next week in Paris, which I, I knew theoretically, mm-hmm. but didn't, I'm realizing, pack for. So I did, after uh, Barry's and Soho, try and jump into Liberty, but they that's kind of fallen off, I would say. It was yeah. like, they had a little rack of bode, so that was cool, but like nothing for me. Uh-huh. No cashmere sweaters. Um, I guess I'm going to have to shop in Paris. Oh, God. APC, here we come, I guess, right? <laughs> is that where you go for a sweater in Paris, I would I, think? APC is always reliable. If anyone um, hears this and has like a good idea for who knows me and knows my aesthetic of where yeah, I should be going. Now, I, I'm at a loss at the moment. Um, but yeah, we, we'll go shopping a little bit in Paris. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I should. I didn't have a big enough week for this, but I really want to go to Le Chavote and get like some shirts made. Mm-hmm. We should go check it out, maybe. We, we should. For the pod. For the pod. For the course. pod. Yeah, we can expense that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, expense one shirt. Uncle Sam ain't listening. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay, maybe maybe I'll swing by there. Um. So, uh, hopefully they're open on Sundays. Yeah. I'm heading tomorrow morning-ish, like ten o'clock. I think is my train. Uh, twelve thirty for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll be about the same time. Pretty excited for the great Henry Taylor show. Very excited. I just saw a preview of it. Pretty pretty special looking. Good. Good to hear. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen incredible. anything. I'm gonna go in cold. Um, other things I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to a lot. Going to see the Dan Schutz show that I saw already. Our friend Marco Brambilla has a project. Have you been invited to this? Uh, no, but Marco. We'll see, we'll where, see you there. The Don't invite? worry. We'll see. I know you. He's we, my guy. None of us would miss a Marco He's my event. fucking guy. He should have been there last night. I guess he doesn't. He probably doesn't cross the threshold of a, of a hotel that isn't owned by Does he still do his, his birthday party? In, in, remember, he used to if do he it. did, I wasn't invited this year because I've been we've we've been to a number of his birthday parties yeah, yeah, here yeah, in London. I think that the dates of freeze kind of wonked oh, out a little bit, okay. so it might not match up anymore. Right? Yeah, we've been to some epic, <laughs> epic Brambilla birthday parties. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, there's so much to see in Paris. The Peter Doig is is supposedly the Peter Doig? at Musée d'Orsay. Oh, do you have a list of these things? Uh, My I, office I, I is falling apart. My itinerary is like not. It's like. <laughs> I keep hearing things. Oh yeah, I should check that out. And like the, I know I'm gonna forget a little Rothko show. At well, the- yeah. <laughs> Do we need to pre-book for that? Can I use your press pass? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll figure it out. Okay, we'll figure it out. All right, we should. No one wants to hear this. We're going to get off the line. You're going to fill me in on everything I need to see in Paris. Mm-hmm. We're going to fill the listeners in. We'll pod once more from Europe. I think undoubtedly. Oh yeah, right? no, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. make it a priority. I've, mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I had a lot of clients here with me in London. I'm a little bit more of a free agent once we get to Paris. Great to hear. Uh, so uh, we'll check in at the American bar and figure out a time. Fuck yeah! All right, that's All right. it from London. Note to Bene. Ow. Ow.